0: this is the book that Stephen King wrote right after his accident whenever he got hit by the truck. And this was, he said he was on a lot of painkillers, but like, this is what helped him get back on his feet. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. Eww. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Julia. I'm Terry. This week we're going to talk about 2003's Dreamcatcher. Dream Title of this episode is Peanut Butter Calms Me Down.
1: Julia's favorite line. She's it really getting, is. Like, saying it. It really
0: <laughs> is. Um, tagline for this movie, four friends hung a dreamcatcher in their cabin. It's about to catch something it cannot stop. Okay. So this movie was made for $68 million. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> I know, right? How much did it make?
0: It made $81 million. Really? It made
1: money, this movie. I am shocked. Yeah. I me too. Am, like, seriously shocked why did they, they spent so much money. Yeah, they really
0: did. Um, the effects and, and the cast, right? This yeah. Movie, so this movie has it's a great, it's chock full of hot guys. Great cast. I mean, and it also has, you know, you have William Goldman who did yeah. the script, right? Who's iconic and also did the scripts for misery and hearts in Atlantis. You have Lawrence Kasdan is directing it. So like you mm-hmm. have all these big names and Gravy everything. Toss. So here's the thing. Um, as, as we know, I'm a big Stephen King fan, and I'm on this Dark Tower quest, right, where mm-hmm. I'm reading everything related to the Dark Tower, and that's an enormous amount of Stephen King books. This this book, because it partially takes place in Derry, which is where Pennywise mm-hmm. and the kids live, is connected in some way. I don't yes. know exactly. I haven't read The the Dark it Tower totally yet. It totally is. It is. It feels like They're, it. I, they actually, mm-hmm. in the book, they do go to Derry, and they read, they, there's a graffiti that says Pennywise lives, so it's connected um but i would say that this is well, one of my dealing with aliens maybe i think that's my least right. favorite stephen king novels i really slogged through it and i i hate to say it out loud right but it just this and this book like this, this is like is, confession
1: julia i know
0: and there's some that i just don't i don't like it i really want to love these characters and he's really trying for that kind of like the kids who were together for a reason, kind of back and dairy right. kind of thing. And I'm, I want to love it like I love it. And I sure don't. So I was very dubious going into this movie because it's uh, the plot itself kind of dodgy. And people had said it's really not that great. So I was like, okay, let's see what we got here. Because mm-hmm. we have all of these actors where I'm like,
1: these are legit actors. Yeah, can- They're all super talented. Like- How can it go wrong? All young and hot at this moment mostly and like except Morgan Freeman being like with the craziest eyebrows you ever did see. Yeah, and
0: his crazy crew cut. Yeah.
1: Um so let's let's meet
0: our cast. Yeah. Um so we'll start with Henry, who is uh Thomas Jane, who is a psychiatrist. Um and who so we're 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 learning in these characters
1: that all of these characters seem to have some sort of some kind of abilities. Some sort of abilities. Special abilities. So he's like in his psych session with his patient, and he seems to not be paying super attention to what the guy's saying but he seems to also know everything the guy is feeling Yes, and he's not, maybe the things he's not saying out loud. So maybe you're getting that he's got some sort of psychic ability or can read minds and basically lets the guy know, like he's like cuts to the chase after the guy's been droning on and on and on about just nothing. It's like, this is what you really feel. I know you feel like he killed your mom. I know you're feeling guilty. You're going to eat yourself to death. So just stop doing that. And the guy like freaks out because he's like, I never said any of that to you. How would you know? How would you know any of that? But it's literally what the guy's been thinking. And so, so Henry,
0: um, goes back to his chair, kind of looks dejected, Um, and, takes out a gun to, to kill himself. Cause um, he's done dealing with it. He, I think he's done hearing things. Yes. Yeah, so he just can't, he can't do it. Um, but at the last moment, Jonesy calls mm-hmm. and says, Hey, are we still on. I'm going to go see uh, Duddits." hmm Um, and there's, yep, we're all good. And,
1: um, so then we meet Jonesy. Yeah. And he's this professor. Um, I wasn't sure if he was a guidance counselor at this point, but later we realized he's a professor, professor and he's got a student in his office and the student is like shaking and like freaking out about something. And it seems like, again, this is another guy. I was like, oh, he's also got some abilities too, because he like, is like, hey, don't worry about it, kid. Like we're going to tear this up. Like we'll make it right. Whatever happened in class, with this test or whatever, you're going to do an essay instead and everything will be fine and the kids like whoa like literally how did you know because you weren't even there that day how right. would you know that i cheated but
0: right. he knows yep uh, so that is Damien Lewis. And mm-hmm. then we meet Pete, who is played by Timothy Oliphant, who is adorable Ugh, as a car salesman. Um, and a lady comes in distraught because she's lost her keys. And he's like, well, maybe I can help you find your keys. Yeah, I'm good at finding things. And she's like, okay. And like. <clears throat> so he does his little, uh, They in the book, they, they describe him like ticking his finger back and forth. So Pete is able to retrace her steps completely going back into the, prescri- to the drugstore where she was and then going back over to the car where she was. Mm-hmm. And it's all so exact that he's like, okay, well, hang on before even i before, find them yeah if i find them will you go out to dinner with me and she's like yeah and she's like okay great here they are and he's she's like oh no no he that's see in not her face yeah that I like, no you freaked it was too out much.
1: it was already too freaky too because at the very beginning he was like oh trish and she's like i didn't say my name like she <laughs> like like he knew her name right, right away too Um, so then we see Beaver, who is played by Jason Lee,
0: who is undoubtedly my favorite character in the book and in this film. Um, and And he's he's
1: totally the Beaver.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And he's by himself. Mm -hmm. He's the only one who's by himself. And he calls Jonesy and tells Jonesy to be careful. And he's like, for what? And he's like, I don't know. Just be careful. Just be
1: careful. I just feel like you need to be careful right now.
0: Um, and so Jonesy goes out. He's walking home and sees um, a little boy in underwear from across the street, beckoning him across the street. And he's like, oh, it's done. It's just
1: immediately walks off into the street. Doesn't look at anything.
0: Just compelled to go and uh, gets hit real bad and uh, is flatlined. I'm taken by the ambulance. So then we cut to six months later, mm-hmm. uh, where we have uh, the gentleman, the four gentlemen, at a cabin, the Hole in the Wall cabin. Yep. And uh, Jonesy's there. Jonesy's there. He's I was
1: lim- like, oh, he survived. He's limping, but Limp he's a there. little bit. But he's okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this is their twentieth year here at the Hole in the Wall cabin. Yeah.
1: And they have a lot of talk that's like kind of dirty. It sounds like, like about fuckery and fuckaroo and yeah. all this stuff happening now to uh-huh. Beaver's. Like,
0: so Beaver has uh, these all these catchphrases, right? In, in, and they use some of them: fuckery, fuckaroo. They right. do fuck me, Freddy. They do kiss my Bender. They mm-hmm. do like these kind of like little you know quips just callbacks
1: and stuff the guys have i guess here's the thing that i that i
0: feel like i don't i don't feel their friendship like i want i really this dinner table scene is probably the most delightful scene in the Mm -hmm. film mainly because their chemistry is fun but i don't feel like they've been
1: friends forever i know i feel like they have some animosity with each other it feels like they have some stuff that's unfinished like i feel like they should love each other more too i get that
0: i guess i want them to be more of a I guess I want to feel it more than I do. Um, but I want, you Mm -hmm. know, but I do feel like, you know, everybody's having a great performance. Mm -hmm. Jason Lee's fucking adorable. Mm -hmm. I would just like to watch him. Like I'm, um, and so Jonesy says like he saw them like, um, yeah, they talk about Jonesy's memory. warehouse. Yeah.
1: He's got this memory warehouse and he talks about where he stores all his thoughts and things.
0: And this, I really do like their visualization Mm -hmm. of his warehouse because in the, in the book there is like a lot of it is spent in Mm -hmm. his like office memory warehouse. Right. So this is a cool visualization. It's
1: like this Mm -hmm. giant ancient library that's just great. We love a library scene, and Julia's in love right now. She's like books. Yeah, Um, it's everything. It reminds me a little bit. I've just been watching The Dark Crystal again Mm -hmm. um, on Netflix. Netflix, and it's great. It looks like the library that like one of the main characters is in, and that she has like you know swirling, whirling space, and also good omens. Great, beautiful libraries. If anyone's seen that too, also wonderful library sequences, but it's gorgeous. And it's like rows and rows and rows and spiraling up and just amazing.
0: Um, so we have a flashback to, uh, Derry, Maine, Mm -hmm. uh, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, so this would have been in, uh, it's sleeping period, just FYI. Uh, so even, it would not have been, it would have been too early, too right. late for that. Um, so the four boys as uh, kids are going to the Tracker Brothers because they've heard that there's a picture of Tina Jean Schlossinger's pussy on the wall. And they so want to go, go see it. it.
1: Hey, man, if you're like a 12 year old boy, that is a mission. It is. It's like it's like the Holy Grail. It's yeah. just like pre-Internet, you guys. So yeah. like you got to get out there and like find it. You know, it's like, well, we heard there's some smut on a wall in that corner. We got to get to it. <laughs> so they go to it. And on their way, though, they run into these guys that have been messing with Duddits. Yes. This little boy. Little
0: boy. And I'm um, trying to make him eat uh, poo. Yeah. They're trying to make him eat shit. It's really awful. These uh, Big bully guys. Awful. So he's of course crying and they, uh, stand up to them and are like, okay, we, they've
1: immediately just like we're on his side and yeah. we'll fight you. And they're all like, they've all got their skills, you know, like beavers up there with the, with the words or whatever, like talking to him. Yeah. And then they're fast. like, yeah, they're like, Pete's fast. They're like, he'll beat you home. They're like, you can't, no one's caught up ever. They're like, he's going to go home and tell like somebody like what you guys are doing right now. And he's going to beat you to it. So they, mm-hmm.
0: they get away with it. They get away with it and they do or They rescue Duditz who they discover is mentally handicapped and mm-hmm. who is, um, but love that immediately loves them. Like yeah, they, they like, bond and,
1: right away and Beaver sings to him to yeah. calm him down. It's so sweet. It is really sweet. He's like, don't tell anybody what I'm doing right now, but I'm going to sing to him. And then like, he stop, tries to stop and then it's like, leans back in his, he's like, no Beaver. And he like ever, And he like wants to hear more. So he wants to hear him sing some more and he like calms him down and they, these guys had pulled his clothes off. So they help Dudits get redressed mm-hmm. and his real name i think is douglas but they call him Duddits because that's, that's how he says his fun. name yeah and so he has his little scooby-doo lunchbox too that uh-huh. they help get back to him and make sure he's okay and then they still get a chance to go look at them boobies on the wall or whatever yeah. or, or pussy on the wall
0: whatever but they don't let Duddits doesn't get to see nah um so we flash forward to jonesy in present day who was up in a hunting uh what do they call that hunting like the birds
1: match? watch watch whatever yeah he's like up on a bird's watch and like uh. Um no, not bird watching, he's like is it called Bird's Nest? Whatever like the thing where they, nest, Bird's yeah. nest where you a hunter's call- nest. Yeah. Bird's nest. Mm-hmm. Where you're up there like up in, sly? Up in the Sly? Do they call it a Sly? I don't know. We should ask Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not uh, Wes is like, I don't hunt, But producer Adam was a big hunter too. (laughs) Um, But yeah, but he's up there hunting and he's looking and he sees, you know, a deer, but then he like, he's sure it's a deer. He's cocking his gun. He's going to shoot
0: it. But then all of a sudden it's not a deer. It's actually a man. Mm -hmm. Clearly he's been a man the whole time, which throws him. And is this man in this bright orange vest as well. There's a hunter. Yeah. uh, Who doesn't look so good. He says his name is Rick McCarty. He's been lost in the woods for a couple of days and he's been eating weird Berries, um, and they t- he takes him in and like puts him in front of the fire, and his stomach starts to like Ooh. bulge. It looks like there's something inside of him. The he moves from his chest and keeps belching, belching. Uh, the, he describes in the book that the belches smell like ether, so it's Ooh. like a very chemical smell. Uh, just a little fact for you. Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> I did not imagine that smell. Uh, so they he feed they, they feed him and put him to bed and like give, give him, him some soup. Beaver and... comes in and is like, hey, who's this? Random guy who is farting smells. and belching all over the house. It smells really bad. Uh, and he, s- see he starts like eating like the peanut butter
1: out of the jar, just <laughs> yeah. straight up. Like,
0: this, is, this is
1: Beavers eating the peanut butter out of the jar because he's like, this fingers. And he's like Jonesy is like, like uh, other people might want some of that. He's like, I'll leave it for him. Peanut butter calls me death i was like oh i like it i like it so much uh, how could peter butter calm anybody down But with I your don't fingers know. out of a jar i'm so gross dad just get a spoon <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and pete and um jonesy starts seeing that all the animals are fleeing right and they're like oh they're not and they're like well, where are they going and it's like not where they're going it's what they're running, running from <laughs> that's what they're nervous about uh and meanwhile pete and henry had been to the store to get supplies and they uh are clipping along at a pretty good pace on this snowy road Mm -hmm, trying to get back up there's a woman just sitting cross-legged in the middle of the road and they swerve to avoid her
1: her and just have a terrible accident. It's awful. And I was like, oh no, you, that's the last place you want to have an accident is in the middle of the snow. And right before, like the shopkeeper had been like, there's a double blizzard, not just any blizzard, it's a double storm coming through. So it's going to be like a terrible blizzard that's yeah. like uh, converging upon them.
0: Um, I really like though that they, as they're pulling Pete out of the car, they start laughing. That Like you've had this moment of incredible panic. They're kind of sort of okay even though Pete's leg is broken. Yeah, and in shock. And then they're just friends. And they're just laughing because how fucking ridiculous. And like, what is with this woman who is just sitting in the middle right. of the road?
1: So they go up and confront her and like, Hey lady, like what is going on? And they're like, Oh, is she dead? Like, I don't know. What are they going to do though? They can't, now they don't have a car. they mm-hmm. how are they going to get her back to
0: safety? So they have, they find this kind of lean to not that far away, which right. I think is Pete's legs broken. He can't walk. Right. So they're going to leave Pete with the lady while Henry goes back to the cabin so they make to make a little help.
1: fire. And he's, and, and the thing though, is that, um, Pete has been drinking a lot on this trip, like Mm -hmm. early in the day, like he cracked a beer open on their way back up. And he's like, dude, whatever you do, don't go back to the truck and get beers. Just stay here with the lady and make sure she's okay. Mm -hmm. And like, make sure she stays warm and like, don't go to the truck. But he's not going to listen to that later. So (laughs) it's fine. But Henry is going to walk up this hill. It's like nine miles or something. He says up the hill. He's got to get up too,
0: and it's freezing out there and he's just been in a horrible car accident. So, uh, that's not going Mm that great. Um, but the, there's a helicopter that comes to the cabin, says that there's a temporary quarantine. There's for 24 to 48 hours.
1: And they're like, we got a sick dude in this place. Can you take him? And they're like, "No." no, stay there quarantine don't go anywhere
0: yeah like, but we have this man this crazy man yeah like he's real sick so they go back in and there's just blood on the bed and blood, They'll see blood and
1: dripping on the trail. floor and they see a trail and then they go and they see it in the bed
0: and they're like oh no and then there's they take that trail back to the bathroom, the bathroom. where there's just like blood under the door and when they call to rick he sounds okay he's like i'm fine I'm fine. They're like, no.
1: No, you're not. There's blood everywhere, dude. Like, what's Where are you going on in there? Like, yeah, they don't know. Where are you bleeding from, dude? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and so they decide to kick down the door because they're like, dude, we need to know, like, what's going on. Like, you can't be bleeding all over our house and, like, we need to see you and yep. make sure with... And they also are like, we don't want to see it, but we need to see it, but we don't want to see it, but we need to see it. So mm-hmm.
0: so they go in
1: and uh, Rick
0: is dead on the toilet seat and there is something beneath him in the tank.
1: And then they knock him over off the tank and his butt's all bloody because mm-hmm. it came out of his butt mm-hmm. because <laughs> it's a butt weasel. It's a shit weasel. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm only going to say that once because it's horrible. It's <laughs> horrible. And the fact that Stephen King uses that phrase in the book repeatedly and in the movie repeatedly, I can't fucking handle it. I'm not saying it again. I will say weasel from here on out. You can't keep saying it. It's terrible. I just call it butt weasel. Butt weasel. It's a butt weasel. No, no, just weasel. It's a horrible weasel. Um, But so... So they end up uh, with Beaver sitting on the tank to keep it in the tank. Jones, Jones yeah, is going to go put the some, lid
1: down and, on the toilet. Yeah. And Jones is going to get some tape so They can tape that thing shut. Uh, but Beaver's got mad anxiety as we know, and he was trying to eat peanut butter to calm down. The thing is in the midst of all this like kerfuffle as they, as they're, I mean this, and this bathroom is covered in like weird blood shit. It's gross. And so he, uh, there's one little spot where there's, no blood shit. There's the his toothpicks. Yes, have he's a, fallen he's out of his pocket. He's like he's obs- toothpick obsessed. He's an oral fixator basically. He needs something, and yeah. so he's like sitting on this thing, and he's freaking out, waiting for Jonesy to come back. But Jonesy's taking too long, and he's trying to reach over to get these tooth like the the two little toothpicks that are okay. And uh-uh. all of a sudden, no thing comes out, bites his fingers off, bites his face
0: off, and, you know, just what thing? The weasel. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> You're gonna to try to make me say it. I'm not gonna say it again. Well, you can just cut You can cut that one that one me saying it once and you can just repeat it in every time you want. Loop it in. Loop it in. Um you'll fix it in post. <laughs> here's here's the problem I have. Beaver is clearly the best character in this Why story. Why do they kill him so Why fast? Why do they kill him so fast? If if Mr. Gray took over Beaver I'd be 100% behind the story.
1: Jonesy, I don't really care but about But they Jonesy. already showed the mental warehouse, so you know we're going to have to deal no, with that I know. and I get all of that in the memory warehouse or whatever. But they also but like, they also talk about in the book
0: how big of a horror movie fan Jonesy is and how like this like he uses that in his Trials, right? I guess. So uh, Beaver, yeah, bites it so bad. But Jonesy comes in as he's being bitten and tells Jonesy to get out. He doesn't want him to get killed as well. And yeah, so Jonesy turns around and there's this giant alien standing there and a very stereotypical alien, big head, gray face, that gelatinous ray, kind of thing, and just
1: turned immediately into this red dust, which Jonesy inhales. Which is no good. Yeah, this stuff does is, does not look good. It, like, swirls around, like, a person. And it just looks like a, like, a, what is that in Kansas? Tornado. tornado. Thank you. I was like, that spinny thing <laughs> that goes around the people. It looks like a tornado of, like, weird, like, red, like, Blood dust is what I kind of call it. Blood
0: dust. That's Mm -hmm. good. Um, So then we go to Goslin's, which is the store that that, uh, Henry and Pete had gone to, which is now a military base. Yeah, it's been transported. I mean, because they've. Yeah. So Curtis, who is in charge, um, is Morgan Curtis, Morgan Freeman, um, who is an insanely military man who is clearly
1: on the edge you find out later he's been doing this for 25 years straight. Like he's mainly chasing aliens specifically. So it's like the off the grid, like special forces jobs. So he's, you know, he's on one. And he also, again, like I I have to talk about these eyebrows. I mean, they're just, I drew them on my little notes. I was like, Oh yeah, those are good. "Mm -hmm." I was like, Oh my God, these are crazy epic. Um, but it goes with his madness. Like like, they sprout out of him. Like, (gasps)
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And he, uh, at the Goslins they have rounded up all of the citizens that they can, and they're keeping them there in the quarantine where they are covered in this
1: red moss stuff. And a lot of, yeah, they have this red splotch that kind of appears when you've been marked or when like the thing has been near you. So it's- The animals all had it earlier too that we saw running away from it. So it's
0: supposed to be growing from you, growing from your skin in different places. Mm -hmm. Um, The military are calling it Ripley. um, Because of aliens. Because of aliens. Um, but it only grows on certain section of the population is what the, what they can tell so far um, but he had they had this encounter where this soldier comes in and the soldier
1: had let someone go Um, and, well through the like through the line of like yeah. where they'd quarantine and he was like who'd they say they were She's this mom and her daughter they seemed like they hadn't actually been in the area they were just gotten lost in a double fine. back they're fine no so uh, Curtis shoots his fingers off because yeah, he makes the guy swear he's like say scouts honor. That you, that you didn't, that you know that for a fact that she was fine. And he was like, yeah, scout's honor. He puts those three fingers up. Those yeah. three fingers get blown off his, yeah. this guy's so hand. So, you know,
0: it's not a real
1: military operation. It's kind of no rules. Anything goes. And this wacko's in charge. Well, he shoots them up because he t- t- finds out, let me like, find out later when he lets the guy go, when they take him out and he's talking with Owen, his like next uh, commanding officer mm-hmm. in, in the chain of command. He's like, actually that, that mom that he let through, She's in there, um, in the quarantine area, full of Ripley, like she's covered. Mm-hmm. She definitely had it. She should not have been let out.
0: Um, he, so he talks to Owen about this mm-hmm. mission that they're going to do, where they have to go to the crashed alien site, and Owen's going to be in leader in, their, in the operation. Yep. They're going to go in fast and hard, come back clean and smiling. And as a special little treat, um, in an unusually generous gesture, Curtis gives Owen his gun, his very
1: precious gun. That he got from? John Wayne. John Wayne. So you're like, ooh, that's a precious gun. Yeah, he's like a buckaroo. He has uses a lot uses a lot of those like old-timey like bucko, bucko yeah. and buckaroo kind of like phrases and stuff too. Um and you can see Owen and him have a bit of attention. Owen's not
0: sure what this gun thing is about. He's very touched. Um but is here to
1: lead this thing. Yeah, cuz Curtis says he's going to retire for real now. So or is he? I don't know. So we go back to Pete, who has, of course, grabbed some beers from the truck, back for the beer, even with a broken leg. It's like, yeah. oh, he's need some beer. Well, he says it's not full broken. It's just, it's just like hurt, really hurt. So he hobbles back over and the lady's been sleeping. Looks like she's been sleeping by but the when fire. We pan, when we pan through her backside. She had a shit weasel too. Mm-hmm julia's favorite every time i say your eyes (laughs) my face just i close off i go nope Mm -mm. it's a terrible it's a terrible i mean but honestly it's so visceral though you're just like yeah that would suck like if the aliens decided to like because we always think about like anal probing i think that's like a very like common alien trope or whatever too so i was like all right they have to incubate inside of you and they have to come out somewhere and somewhere eh, out of your butt
0: everybody has male or female yep everybody's butt so... So Pete comes back. He starts to kind of ramble to the lady who Because he's been
1: drinking. Yeah. And he's all like in shock and it's freezing and he's trying to keep himself awake. And he's got to piss because he's been drinking so much. So he stands up to pee in the snow and he... This is the craziest moment. I think it's so funny. He like pees dud, duditz in the... Because he's been talking about Duddits. Yeah. He's talking
0: about how Duddit's like he thinks duditz might be from another planet. And yeah. like duditz gave him this special ability. and he like these s- thoughts. Yeah. He's like setting them, preparing them from something. And what is it? Maybe it's this. hmm Yeah. Don't pee your friend's name in the
1: snow, though. It's so weird. That is really weird. So as he's peeing down its name in the snow, (laughs) the shit weasel has made its way into like part of the snow, and it comes out and tries to bite his dick off. Mm -hmm.
0: So he jumps (laughs) around and jumps on the fire, which is- To set the thing on fire, which is- Smart. Super horror movie, survive guide tip, set that shit on fire. Because almost everything's going to burn. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so then we come back to Henry who is still trudging his way up to the cabin. He's uh, close. Here's a snowmobile. And he's like, great. Jonesy's coming out to get me. But as he gets closer, he's like, that's, that's not, not Jonesy. Jonesy. Cause
1: he has some abilities too in that connection. And he's like, that's not him. Um, so then this is where we f- first see, uh, Jonesy in his possessed state.
0: Yeah, Mr. Grey. Mr. Grey. And so Mr. Grey has a totally different voice mm-hmm. to make it easy for us as Jonesy. Super helpful.
1: Um, He's kind of crazy like this. <laughs> apparently
0: he was trying to do Mongo McDowell. And I was like... Interesting. Okay. Okay. He does look insane though. Yeah. He does look like he's, they, you know, they do this kind of cut back and forth where he's having a conversation with himself. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, because in the book, obviously it's all inside of his head is they're just talking telepathically and Mm -hmm. you can't really make that exciting. So I Mm -hmm. think that's one of the problems with this uh, story is like so much of it takes place in people's heads. How do you present that? It's often a
1: challenge with novel to movie. With Stephen King is Mm -hmm. often a
0: challenge. Yes. Um, So, Henry is hiding in the, but and Jonesy goes by. They and then they come back and they find Pete. Henry finds Pete, who is Henry
1: goes to the cabin. cabin first. No, Jonesy finds Pete. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Jonesy, yeah, Jonesy's been on that snowmobile, but it's Jonesy slash Mr. Gray right. sees Pete. And like, he's like, hey, Pete can tell us how to get out of here because he's trying to find his way to I-95 right. to get out to Boston. Because uh, P- Pete can, um, in Stephen King's
0: speak, see the line. Mm-hmm. So um, this is dark tower related where it's mm-hmm. like all the lines f- go towards the dark tower. That's oh, like a way okay. that you can like see. So mm-hmm. it's like the beam, the line. mm mm-hmm. Um, so they have this kind of like Pete can see the line effect that they do, where he can kind of see like a wormhole into right. wherever he's going. So Jonesy needs Pete to show him Her how direction. to get mm-hmm. where he needs to go. So it puts him on the back of the snowmobile, even though he's super, super fucked up.
1: Yeah. But he also, um, and this is like Jonesy fighting with Mr. Gray to get him on there too, because like Mr. Gray was going to just kill him. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, save him like he's and then they realize he's useful and then he's like oh yes then i will use him while i can use him
0: yeah because pete obviously is like what's wrong with you knows that something's up as well cut Um, back to henry who's found beaver
1: dead in the bathroom in the cabin and recognizes
0: by him shoes yeah just sees
1: his shoes with beaver oh and then like but he also sees this cabin is covered in that like red blood dust shit stuff and it's disgusting Uh, the uh, the ripley yeah yeah the ripley Um, all over and so he also finds a nest in the bed of one of the weasels who has laid a bunch of eggs.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And now you can, and it's horrible because they keep doing close-ups of them, like convulsing inside the egg sack. You spent
1: $68 million. You're going to spend some money and do some close-ups on these effects. I get it. (laughs) $68 million. So... Yeah, it is so, a lot of butt weasels. So,
0: so Henry is able to shoot the main weasel and then sets uh, the main set of eggs on fire. I was like,
1: yes, fire! Killed them with
0: fire. Yes. But then doesn't doesn't realize there's another set of eggs behind the bed, right. which
1: hatches and starts like crawling up his legs in this horrible, like... And he's stamping them and stamping them. And then he has this box of matches, but he drops the matches because, you know, he's so stressed and nervous and fumbles them. And his hands are probably still cold, too. And he only ends up with one match left in his hand that he has to like try to ignite like on nothing basically. So he figures it out and ignites that one match, gets that lighter fluid going and gets the hell out of there. The whole cabin goes up. And he's like, bye beaver. Bye.
0: Bye, Dreamcatcher. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Um, we have a flashback um, here to yes. Derry again. Uh, so this is the... It's interesting here because we have this scene where Duddits is able to find... There's a girl named Josie Rinkenauer who is lost. Yeah, in, she's gone missing. And they're going to use, uh, use Duditz to find her, mm-hmm. which he's able to do with no problems. And she's lost in the sewers, thank goodness. Well, they
1: get the whole, all the guys that use all their abilities. He and basically And they're like in, little
0: Dreamcatcher dream pose. Their they formation, they do. yeah. And, and like so. when their powers
1: combine... Mm -hmm. this
0: is what happens. And they're able to find her um, lost in the sewer. Right. Um, But luckily no Pennywise to get her um so this is interesting but in the
1: sewer is that why we have butt
0: weasels sorry you're just going to keep saying (laughs) i'm just to an uh what i I I was going to say uh is you have duditz as this savior character right this duditz who who finds this girl what they leave out of the movie is there's a second part where duditz also uses their powers to kill later in life the bully who was tormenting him oh so like he uses their powers for that as well so there's like that it's the savior versus that it's the killer and they oh. don't ever really go into that here. They make him all
1: good in this yeah. movie. Um uh, but there is get another that. layer. I understand it too. Um it was already 2 hours and eight, 14 minutes. It's so long this movie. Yeah, week. and I was like, Oh, uh, And it feels so poorly paced i don't understand <laughs> okay so
0: underhill and curtis are now on their way to the crash site where the aliens are calling to them telepathically in they children's don't voices we
1: we're, we're innocent we're dying please yeah, don't please hurt don't us hurt there's us. no
0: infection um, and are using, which is really kind of messed up to use these kind of children's voices yeah. to make you want to help them. But, you know, Curtis, to show you what the, the big tough man he is, he's like, if you think I'm not going to go down there because they're asking us for help, well, you're wrong. He's like, I'm, you're wrong.
1: I'm too- yeah. He's
0: like, I'm a, I'm a monster. I'm a dog. I'm going sh- to kill them all. Yeah. No problem. Um so like, don't let him get in your head either, guys. This is where I think a lot of the budget went to because here we have this giant helicopter killing aliens and the ship alien ship and like CGI and then like comes back to life mm. and starts to kill everybody. And it's just all a big, big mess. And so they have to pull out of there. Um, and that when the, when the aliens get scared and start running, they turn into like lizardy monsters. Mm -hmm. So it's like, is that their true form? I think so. Okay, so but they they show us the like alien we want to see, but actually that's what they look like, right? Let's let's go back to Jonesy and Pete. Where yeah. Jonesy has decided he doesn't need Pete anymore. He's going to dispose of Pete. Here's yeah. the here's the uh, this is uh-huh. the problem I have with this film. Uh-huh. Pete in Jonesy's head turns into this huge big monster thing, right, and like eats Pete's head off. But in in the book, he's like constrained by Jonesy's body. He's in a human, like he uh-huh. can't change form if you could change uh, form all bets are off right
1: you could right, go in any direction right this is i don't know why they did that i think they just wanted to have that dope effect of oh, a guys head getting eaten off by a big but it changes like, but the reason. rules
0: right now it you does don't change the then you rules. don't know like it
1: could do anything
0: so <laughs> jonesy hijacks
1: a truck um that has a dog in it yeah jonesy is mr gray and he gets this dog and makes the dog eat infected deer ripley yeah
0: so um Yes. This horrible Ripley, which, uh, in Mr. Gray speak is called virus. Just,
1: okay. Just want to let you know. I just got virus, virus. to put the, the, go- the, the actual Stephen King stuff in. Sorry. Please do. No. I got to I got to do it. Don't ever be sorry for your nerdness. We love you. <laughs> That's why you're here. Um, um and Jonesy who is
0: inside his memory warehouse is mm-hmm. frantically hiding Boxes from yeah, he's Mr. Hiding, Gray. Yeah, because he's hiding. He, you know, mm-hmm. Mr. Gray's in there. He's starting to look through his memories, and he's trying to hide Duddits' boxes. Most and he's of all. really
1: strong. Um, and this is the thing. Like the guys are like, how how is he able? They're like, he already like he's flatlined. Yeah, like he's been he's already been dead, so he knows how to like be in a different plane and knows what it's like to not feel like he's alive. So mm-hmm. like he's already like it's almost like he was training for this moment. Oh, being prepared mm-hmm. for this moment. Why? Why was Duddits?
0: Uh, you why? know beckoning him across the road right. have been for this right um henry meanwhile has been captured and mm-hmm. is now in the quarantine at goslin's right which we learn uh, they're just gonna kill them all
1: yeah uh, morgan freeman's character abraham curtis will just he's like we have to get rid of everybody or else this thing is going to spread there's really no way to stop it we don't know anything so we're just going to kill everybody yeah and then but henry because he's got these abilities is able to get into owen's mind and be like hey dude Um, actually we don't have to kill everybody. I can actually help you. Let's get out of here. He's like, I know
0: there's, Mm -hmm. you know, Curtis has this theory about the hitchhiker, about Mm -hmm. there's someone who had, who's going to be able to spread it. I know who it is. I know where he's going. Mm -hmm. We're telepathically linked.
1: So let's go get him. And the further away he gets, the harder it is for me to stay linked. So let's just get on the road now. So,
0: and Curtis and I, you know, Owen knows that Curtis is off his rocker enough to mean that when he says kill everybody, he really means kill everybody he doesn't care if you're on their side or on this side mm-hmm. so he knows that he probably needs to get out there as fast as he can and we think for a moment that he has betrayed uh, henry and is totally telling curtis where he is right but he actually sends curtis on the wrong trail and mm-hmm. goes to get henry
1: out so they can go and find jones they go and find him so they're on the on the trail and then they realize as they're on this trail that, um, they actually need to go to get Duddits because Duddits is, we actually, this is the moment that they've been waiting for because mm-hmm. when they were kids and he had a moment and he says, we saved the girl. He said, he heard, we save the world. And they said, no Duddits, we saved the girl this time, next time. We save the world. Mm-hmm. So, this is the moment they got to go get Duddits to go make sure we can save the world, maybe now. So, they have to go back to Derry and um, they find Duddits, mm-hmm. who is
0: now has uh, cancer, c- dying of cancer and quite close to the end by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, and his mom says, okay, says you can take him and puts all of his medicine in his Scooby Doo lunchbox. And he's like, I would rather he dies happy out there with you yeah, than, than here, here in here. his bed. Yeah. Um, and, and sends him off and says, be a good boy, save the world. Save the world.
1: So he does. He they they go back and um, and they have a theory about where um, he's going. There, as they're psychically linked, um, Duddits kind of jumps in the in the brain with um, Jonesy and Mister Gray, and Mister Gray's like, "Oh, I see now. You it is Duditz who helped you, mm-hmm. and that's how you know all these things and how you guys have these abilities." And then they realize where he's going because they figure out his plan because Duddits is able to jump in with them, and they go, "Uh oh, he's going to try to spread this worm thing." Just one worm kills the world kills the world so they're headed to the quabbin reservoir
0: to put uh some the worm in there and mm-hmm. all of the um, shaft 12 massachusetts area will be infected uh, Yeah, all of boston pretty soon mm-hmm. um so then we have this you know kind of back and forth chase where jonesy has to steal a police car and he still gets this dog um and and, is like he's in a police car now like, like he got everything mm-hmm. but he's also really kind of dying so he's yeah. you know not looking good in the back seat yeah um and so jones then we have you know so we have have everyone's choice is chasing Jonesy, but then also Curtis is chasing Owen. Owen. So there's this the triple chase of going on.
1: Triple chase, and it's like who's gonna get there first? Who's gonna shoot at what? What's gonna happen? So Jonesy makes it there and is trying to get his worm in there, but he's his body is weak because it's Jonesy's body who's yeah. also like six months out from like a, fa- a nearly fa- basically a fatal car crash that he came back from. So his um, body's not quite healed. No. And then we've got Owen who actually got that buckaroo gun yeah, from John Wayne that actually has a tracker in it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Curtis has been tracking and tailing him this whole time. But Owen
0: in a nice gesture tells um, Henry to stay with that. It's in the car, no matter what you hear. And he's going to go take care of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, so long. It's nice to know you. And I'm going to go try to save the world now. Mm-hmm. Um, so before he can get out there, Curtis comes swooping in on his helicopter And shooting away. They just have a big old fight. And uh, Owen gets shot pretty bad and then uses the John Wayne gun to shoot the tail out of the helicopter and bring him down. It's justice. So they bring each other down, Mm -hmm. as of course they would. Um, And Henry gets the gun and is like, okay, well, I guess it's my turn now and has to leave. Dot, it's in the car and it's freezing out there and he's dying. Yeah. But he has to go, mm-hmm. and so he takes him. Uh, goes in the weasel is born, and there's, like it just like jumps fresh weasel on the end of mm-hmm. his gun, mm-hmm. and he just shoots it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was kind of anticlimactic like, a little oh, bit. Okay, that was easy, mm-hmm. uh, but is also now trying to figure out if Jonesy is actually Jonesy or Mister Gray. So he's like, tell me something only he would know. So they start going through all their childhood stuff, and like, oh, it's no, it's too easy, it's too yep. easy, and like trying to get into like the stuff where only really he would know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and while, th- while this is happening,
1: there's also, uh, there was one egg that rolls out of that dead wormy thing uh-huh. that is hatching right now. And all it takes is one worm to like destroy the world. Basically. Luckily though, Duddits to the rescue.
0: Duddits shows up. Yep. Um, and then this is a puzzling ending to this, to this film this, okay. Um where Duddits suddenly becomes his alien form, his alien form. And then they have like. The alien Kaiju battle?
1: Yeah, it looks like they're one aspic. I was thinking about that from, from Don't Look <laughs> Now. From Don't Look Now. I was like, the world is like aspic and they're all like in a gelatinous thing. And it looked like they're in one big gelatinous. It was like a gummy bear, gummy version, like merger, you know? Gummy bear? Gummy version. They were just very big, gummy version all together in one big gelatinous scoop. And it did like they were like in a like never ending, like, I definitely drew a, a like. I like weird, like, I was uh, like, they're like together in this yeah, thing. It's like the Orin. Yeah. Um,
0: so they, they battle into red dust and that's the end of that. Yep. Um,
1: and okay. So that's I knew not- that Donnie Wahlberg Wahlberg was in this movie and it realized to like this moment right now in the movie, I was like, that's Donnie Wahlberg. It's <laughs> done. Right there. Yes. Cause I was like, I remember seeing his name at the beginning of the movie and then like, had just like let that go and just was watching these guys. So I was like where this is where donny's been the whole movie he was freaking grown up duddits. like unrecognizable yeah, almost though i mean like he's like leukemia he well, it's the same like as shaved like head, head and Six and Sense, where yeah. you're like there's no way it's not, that's him and but it's it, him and he yeah. does such a good job like what a good anyway i'm impressed um
0: so this is and then they have this weird end credit recap bit which i'm not really sure about Okay, so this is not how the book ends. Obviously, mm-hmm. the book ends with um they have they have like a they go into like a mental hotel room and they uh, smother Mister Gray to death with a pillow. Basically, Duddits and Henry together, and they like mentally do it, and it actually kills him in real life. That's why it's hard. To, yeah, that's why it's hard. You couldn't. It's harder to film. But we also do get um in the book a little post post this where okay. you go like six months in the future mm-hmm. and um you find out that henry and jonesy were tr- the, the government made them like come into like this underground secret bunker for six weeks where they like, all these test done like psyops and stuff to make sure like you were they're not aliens. aliens and it's like they're going to be continually chopping checking up on them so like now they're forever marked by this moment mm-hmm. um but they're basically both okay um so just a little. Okay. If you wanted to know what happened to them afterwards, yeah. they're they're good. They All had right. their, they had their little. They were in the shop for like you know a couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. now they're fine. Um, and then they get alien checkups every six months. <laughs> so it's interesting because this book is kind of a mess. This movie's a bigger mess. I couldn't imagine. I was like, wow, <laughs> how could it be bigger? Bigger mess. It kind of is. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't feel anything for any of these characters. I feel like the pacing's crazy. I don't know. Like it's it's. I don't. This movie's not that great.
1: Yeah. I feel like what it is, is like, you don't really, I don't, I don't really trust anybody. <laughs> do you know what I mean though? Like I really like Beaver, especially Beaver. Like, cause like he's like going to do whatever the hell he wants. It's not always going to be good. Do I you know. know what I mean though? He's going to give me the peanut butter that's got his bit <laughs> in it. Do you know what I mean though? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't want, I don't, um, yeah. I mean, he's also like, just like talking about fuckaroo and fuck around and they're like, just trying to like hook up with girls and like by using their powers and it all seems kind of dubious. Like mm. they're not like good people. Mhm. Do you yeah. know what I mean, though? Like, mm-hmm. I think like where I, think I feel the like point the, of the movie uh, is supposed
0: to be like Duddits it's made them good people or made them the right, best
1: versions of, of themselves. themselves, but they're still not great. Like, I feel like in like it, if we're going to compare, because I feel like this is very much what you, this is it's very feeling. similar, like group of kids getting back together, kids that were friends back in the day, like, you know, trying to like conquer something together. Um, yeah, they're just not as likable. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and then having
0: uh it's turn into a big alien thing i'm I not like, i don't know what that is that's just weird <laughs> just weird it's just not just not it's not right mm-hmm. um so let's talk about some gore factor sure so one is not enough blood to fill a dixie cup two is a puddle of blood three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer four is a bathtub of blood and five is run for the barf bag
1: and we give this it's a five a five mostly because of julia's favorite thing the weasel weasel um that'll do it yeah I mean, that's... if you want
0: to see giant holes where weasels have come out of somebody's butt this movie is for it's you it's for you <laughs> if
1: that's your thing i recommend if you're into weird butt gore then this <laughs> is your movie there is somebody you know you know there is that's I why know. it's out here that's why it exists there is something for everyone <laughs> let's get into movie ratings zero to five chainsaws one if you're desperate two barely qualifies as a horror film three scene worse seen better four not too shabby Five fantastic Oracle. I don't even think I wrote down a rating yet because I was like, I don't know. I'm going to give this. <laughs> it's a two for me. I don't know. I, um, I think it's the butt weasels. It messed me up. I yeah. was like, I think they had me till they rolled that guy over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, uh-huh. That's what this monster comes out of. Yeah. Okay. And I was just, it was it's like slither to me was gross, but like, Funny, and so that made it Mm -hmm. good to me. Do you know what I mean? That this was just gross and like not funny, no? And then, like, just like oh god, and reading about that part's even worse,
0: even worse. (laughs) Uh, so I gave this film uh, a two and a half. Okay, um, I mean, I can't fault the actors, the actors are fine, and like Damian Lewis does a great job. I believe Mm -hmm. him as Mr. Gray and Jonesy, Mm -hmm. and like you have everybody being great. great.
1: Timothy Oliphant's character is so fun.
0: Uh, but yeah, just kind of a mess and I can't, I wish I could pinpoint exactly what the problem is and I just can't. I just, it's it's just, I think there's
1: a lot of moving parts and I think this was a really big, it's a long ass book too. It's over Mm -hmm. a thousand pages. So it's, you know, challenging trying to call that down. I think that's where they probably got
0: a little lost in the weeds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, thank you for joining us to talk about Stephen King's Dreamcatcher. Um, next week we're going to be talking about a film that neither Terry and I have seen right uh the invitation it is a recommendation from our viewers listeners whatever you are yeah um the people who love the show fans of the show if they watched our puppet show they could you know (gasps) our our goth over (laughs) puppet show we did (laughs) um so thank you so much please check us out on all of our social media and please check out our patreon as well where Mm -hmm. we give out so many cool little tidbits we would love to see you then and there and, and write us
1: a review on facebook if yeah. you could please um and share there share with your friends drop our links in there to someone's page maybe just not spam them but you know share share the share the gift of horror movie survival guide this holiday season and let us know what
0: you think about Dreamcatcher. and what yeah. you think about the book what you think about the movie if you've read what it, you think it. about the shit weasels <laughs> yes, there you go guys one more time. you're welcome merry christmas <laughs> thank you horror <laughs> survival guide good night <laughs>